Next level sketch. Next level sketch. Next level sketch. Next level sketch. Well, hello there, Next Level Sketchers. Welcome to the very first Next Level Sketch podcast of 2021. This is episode 14, or as the hipsters are calling it, season 2, episode 4. Now, Next Level Sketch is affiliated with Hoopla Impro, and back before lockdowns and other things, we used to do a live show at the Miller at London Bridge. In fact, our very first live show ever was almost exactly a year to the moment that you are listening to this sketch comedy podcast obviously we hope to get back on stage again at some point in the future if there is a future but until then we're going to keep making lovely sketch comedy podcasts for you to enjoy if you want to get in touch with us and tell us how great we are you can email us at nextlevelsketch at gmail.com our website is nextlevelsketch.com and we are on the twitters and various other social medias at nextlevelsketch I'm James Walsh and I'm continuing my hosting duties due to the continued and inexplicable absence of Mr Paul Creasy. If anyone spots him in the wild, do not approach him. He has arms and is extremely dangerous. Right, that's enough for this nonsense. Here's episode 14. Yeah, I'm talking to someone actually. To be honest, I don't know what he's like. What with lockdown, we can't meet up. But I said that he can come chat through the window sometime. Yeah, it's not ideal, but how will I know what he's like otherwise? No one's ever the same on Tinder as they are in person. Hold on. I think that's him. Hey, I didn't expect you to... You up? Um, yeah. Hi. This is exciting. I can't stop thinking about you, babe. That's so sweet. What you up to? Shh. Please, quiet down. I'm about to have a bubble bath, actually. Gotta get some me time. Ha ha, and then what? Shh. You don't have to talk like your Tinder self right now. We can be ourselves. My favourite pastimes include going to the pub with my mates and travelling. Just quote Peep Show to me and I'm yours. You know you can say other stuff, right? Are you okay? Here is a photo of me and three of my friends at a non-specific music festival. Note that they all bear a striking resemblance to me. Oh my god. Here's another one of me with my turntable. Would you like a link to my SoundCloud? (laughs) Okay, that's enough. Two can play at this game. Anybody there? There's nobody here. What? I'm ghosting you. Dogs are better than cats. Discuss. Still ghosting. Do you like Always Sunny? It's Always Sunny in Ghostville. I thought we had something. Yeah, well, so did I. You know what? I gave it another think, and dating just isn't practical at the moment. I mean... Send nudes. Okay, so let's get on with our first ever family quiz on Zoom. Have you all written your questions, Mum? Yep. Sister? Dad? Oh, yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, Why don't we start with you, Dad? Okay, question one. How many members of Pan's people did I shag? Roderick? What's a Pan's people? Like 70s TikTok dancers, but hairier. What's shag? Like Netflix and chill, only hairier. Ew! Question two. How many members of ABBA have I shagged? Roderick. Look, Dad, I'm going to have to stop you there. Why? Are all your questions like this? Like what? About which 70s pop people you shagged before you met Mum? No. 
Okay, what's question three? How many members of Charlie's Angels did I shag? Roderick! What? These birds are on telly, it's different. My dad shagged birds. Look, we get it. The answer is all of them. And why are we supposed to fucking care? I shagged everyone in. T-Rex, Abba, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, the Bee Gees, the Eagles, Slade, the Village People, Shawaddy Waddy, the Bay City Rollers, Boney M, Wings, Leonard Skinner, Cool and the Gang, the Osmonds, the Sex Pistols, Blondie, Black Sabbath, Ian Jury and the Blockheads, Genesis, Dollar, the Wombles and a Status Quo. And you don't hear me going on about it. Everyone was shagging everyone all the time. It was the 70s. Hang on, the Wombles? And here we can see Kane's miss in the 30th minute when he had an attack of existential despair and just looked off into the middle distance. Jamie, your thoughts? Yeah, he's got to learn to control his ennui better than that, Kelly. If he's going to believe that life's ultimately pointless, he's got to be doing that 30, 40 yards from goal where it can really disrupt the Everton midfield. Gary, you were saying this display of nihilism has been coming for a while. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous to let philosophical dread take over at this point in the game, Kelly. Harry Kane's manager's got to have given him instructions to go out there and create his own subjective meaning in the absence of religious dogma, and he's completely failing to carry them out. What would you be saying to him at half-time? I'd be reminding him that man is born free, but everywhere he's in chains. And that's especially true of the Everton midfield, because they're very immobile. Gary? God is dead, Kelly. Greta, can I just say, on behalf of Planet Party, we are over the moon you've chosen us to coordinate your 18th birthday. I'm glad you guys care as much about the planet as I do. Of course we do. We plan it. So you don't have to. So, invites, darling. I've got some beautiful card samples here. Do you know how many trees died for one stupid piece of paper? We can just do email, honey. Much more modern. Maybe we say something like, you're invited to Greta's great big 18th. No melts allowed. (laughs) I hate melting. Now, centrepiece-wise, I was thinking of a vodka ice luge. We did one recently that was a bit edgy. It was an entire skull carved from ice. I like it. A statement about the death of our ice caps due to global warming. Whatever you want. You're the birthday girl after all. Now, outfit-wise, talk me through it. Probably just this jumper I got from a charity shop. I know this great website called Misguided where you can get a dress for under a fiver said that day. That is extremely misguided indeed. And just one girl to another... Have you thought about any tan? Could really liven up that scandy complexion of yours. The sun exists to bring life to our planet, not colour to my skin. That's why God invented sunbeds. <sighs> Can I ask, is it possible to arrive by boat? Well, speedboats are very impactful, but have you considered a Hummer stretch limousine? Hello? Next level sketch Happening on your radio Next level sketch One day soon we will be Doing live show We hope 
welcome to Mr. Mulberry's peaceful podcast. Pod podcast. Peaceful pod. Welcome to Mr. Mulberry's peaceful podcast. Today's topic: bees. Peaceful creatures that help flowers grow and make honey that soothes sore throats. My guest is an expert on bees. I bet you wish you could bathe in honey every day. Hello, Simon. Hello, Mr. Mulberry. Well, honey does have antimicrobial properties, so it would be a nice addition to a shower gel, but I wouldn't like to get stuck in a bath full of it. A bit ungrateful to the bee? The marvellous bumbling humbling bee you love bees i do love bees i'm fascinated by their eusocial natures uh, eusocial means that they work together in a group not alone eusocial i like that word we should all be more eusocial and less youtube more helping each other out and less making vile videos about skateboarding into walls horrible Yes, uh, in fact, bees are so eusocial that they will even sacrifice their own lives for the hive, such as when they sting, which sadly kills the bee. Oh, bees don't sting. Not like nasty wasps. If a wasp were a nasty YouTube video, it would be an advert for a knife that kills dogs. Uh, uh, bees do sting. Uh, we should be respectful of them. But you are right that wasps are different. They can sting repeatedly. Yes, nasty poking wasps, like a horrible teacher, always poking you with their nasty words. You're lazy, stupid, ugly. You're too fat for PE. Get out of the laundry. Yeah, let's 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 talk about how important bees are for pollination. Uh, we desperately need to sustain our native UK bee population. Bees keep us alive, so we should keep them alive. Yes, yes. Uh, we need to think about insecticides we use in farms uh, and even urban beekeeping solutions. We should be kind to the bee. We mustn't be unkind and tell lies about them stinging people. That was a nasty lie you told, Simon. I didn't lie. The Stop bees... arguing. That's not very eusocial. Uh, look, I think we should talk. Shut up. That's all for Mr Mulberry's peaceful podcast. Tune in next week for a talk with Agatha, who won't be telling lies about hedgehogs. Lovely hedgehogs. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your lunch. Terrorists are often associated with death, destruction and acts so heinous that consensus exists within society that they are the absolute worst. But did you know they also feel sexual desires? You see, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing has got out of hand. That is right, Cheryl, which is exactly why we've invited international terrorist Ulrika Meinhof of the once famous Baden-Meinhof gang to tell us all about the sex secrets of international terrorists. Ulrika, you were absolutely huge in the 1970s. It must have been a real sausage fest. Correct. Being a movement for liberation, it mostly involved men. I really had my pick of heavily bearded, undernourished, sweaty, pseudo-revolutionaries. Ooh, you kinky bitch. 
Keep it lunchtime appropriate. Wink. What other dirty stuff did you enjoy? Just the usual. Cops and robbers, arson fireplay and the rope stuff. Sorry, but this is disgusting. Because we are discussing the sexual habits of an international terrorist who is responsible for many deaths? No. Because we are discussing my sexual inclinations at lunchtime, then children, extremely old people and pets might hear us? Uh, no. Is it because I have been dead since 1976? No. It's because none of your sex stuff is doing it for me. I want it dirtier and more sordid. That is what our lunchtime audience tune in for. You should have said. Would you like to hear about the orgies we held after a successful abduction or the drinking of virgin blood at our communist summer camps? Both would be ideal. And after the break, we have toilet habits of successful female world leaders. Just an ordinary day in the Lake District. Welcome to the sheep market, everybody. Wow! That sheep split into two to go through those two gates. I've never seen that before. It's a sheep photon. We just need to conduct some experiments on her. But this is my sheep. Whatever it takes, I must have that sheep. For one farmer, a difficult choice. I don't know. Loyalty. Or science! We've got to get Bessie back. We believe Bessie may be able to break the speed of light barrier. We're closing the farm by order. From the team that brought you the Goat Quark, the Cow Muon, and the Badger Higgs Boson Particle, Robert Patterson and Cameron Diaz star in the Sheep Photon. <laughs> From Friday, certificate PG. Hello and welcome to the inaugural Underwater Ashes. I'm Shane Seaborn. And I'm Henry Blowfish. Yes, we're here to bring you live sport from the bottom of the ocean. For those of you who find cricket above sea level, a tad too frenetic. Here come the umpires. A reassuringly solid presence in their official 19th century diving suits. And now the players in their traditional white wetsuits and floppy snorkels. The England captain, Steve Finn, is tossing the coin to see who bats first. Heads is the call from Australia's Stuart Gill. The coin makes its way up past a halibut and oh, is that a pigeon? Nah, mate, it's a crab. My dear old thing, you're absolutely right. My glasses are quite steamed up, and the coin continues to float upwards. The underwater balmy army is in good voice today. They chartered their own nuclear submarine to be here, and have covered it in banners from their beloved Dunstable. As the coin sinks back down towards the murky depths. Gil looks confident. A true fair dinkum old school Aussie, this one. He sure is, Henry. No helmet or breathing apparatus for this fella. If you can survive the outback, he can deal with a bit of water. But he is under pressure, Shane, as the coin continues its trajectory. Ah, look, mate. We're all under pressure. That's what being an underwater cricketer is all about. But the sharks have been circling around Gill in particular for some time. Like I said, mate. Underwater. And he was out for a duck in the last match. That was a bit of a freak dismissal. 
You don't usually see aquatic birds at 500 fathoms. No, indeed, Shane. And, oh, the coin has landed and the umpires are scrabbling around trying to find it amid the decaying seaweed. And, oh, Henry, I don't believe it. Stuart Gill is out. Oh, come on, Shane. They haven't even bowled the first ball yet. No, he's dead, mate. Next Level Sketches Burn like the sun Make sure you never look directly at them And we return now to our special adaptation of George Orwell's 1984 written by a right-wing newspaper columnist who hasn't actually read it. This is Big Brother. Please stand by for your daily reminder that there are more than two genders. It's another day in this dystopian nightmare for me, George Orwells, the main character of 1984. I might as well check on the comments for my latest column, Why Poor People Are Hitler. I can't believe this. MarxistCuck69 has left a comment underneath calling me a twat. Truly, this is a 1984 but I mustn't lose hope at this sinister silencing from the loony left. I'll continue keeping a secret record of my thought crimes in my weekly national newspaper column. Now it's time for the two minutes hate. Let's all get angry at George on behalf of his ex-wife. She's taken the kids and is increasingly alarmed by his bizarre views on immigration. If you want a picture of the future, imagine an ex-wife's boot stamping on an ex-husband's list of his perfectly legitimate concerns about foreigners forever. Open up. This is the Thought Police. Uh, what's the problem, officer? I'm here to cancel your book deal. Instead, you're going to get paid £750,000 per year for a daily column in the Times. No, I have the right to be heard. And we're going to take you to room 101, where you'll have to use generally inclusive language. No! 1984! Hello and welcome to Big Questions for Big People, the show where we ask big people the big questions. Tonight, I'm joined by John, a six-foot-eight accountant from Dunstable. John, does the universe exist? Um, yeah, I think so. Thanks, John. Join us next time on Big Questions for Big People, when I'll be asking Keith, a bodybuilder from Grimsby, what dreams are made of. I should have known when you turned up at the door I'm not what you're looking for How can I compete? Smooth, shiny men fall at your feet. I'm fighting to be number one. Being second really is no fun. PlayStation 5, you've taken over my life. I used to be his one and only. Now he won't listen unless it's Sony. PlayStation 5 I was meant to be his wife He'd rather play COD with teenagers We haven't spoken in ages 
like a broadband router but I guess it kind of suits ya hmm. what's that up ahead well it looks like some kind of roadblock with police cars and a crowd of people what seems to be the problem officer you cut up that Ford Mondeo at the roundabout didn't you sir and he wasn't indicating Ugh, do we really have to do this you know the rules. The signage made it abundantly clear that this is a dual carriageway. Uh, okay, let's get this over with. Very good, sir. Are you using pistols or rapiers? Pistols. And who is your second? Uh, my partner, I guess. If you get shot, I'll make sure honour is satisfied. Okay, officer. I'm ready. The Ford Mondeo is on the other side of the central reservation. You must both drive 30 paces, perform a handbrake turn, and then shoot. Right. Ah! Terry! <coughs> it's okay, Baz. <laughs> I guess he did have right of way. Uh, excuse me, sir. What is it? Do you have a license to drive this vehicle? My darling, I'm so terribly, terribly happy now that we are wed. Our whole lives are ahead of us. Oh, darling, me too. You, the first day of our honeymoon, it's simply divine. Here, I have something for you. Oh, darling, is it? It is. It's... Yes, my darling, breakfast in bed. Your favourite, a boiled egg. Oh, darling, if only you knew how much I love a boiled egg. What was that, darling? Oh, I said I simply love a boiled egg. I love this boiled egg so very, very much. But you said you loved me. I do love you, darling. I love this boiled egg. I love breakfast in bed. And I love you. But, but, darling, surely not in the same way. Whatever do you mean, darling? You use the word love, but... Darling, what is it? Do you mean it? Love, I mean. Do you love this egg, breakfast in bed and me equally? All in the same way? Darling, I don't understand. I... Tell me, do you love a food item the same way you love me? Do you wish you'd married this egg? Oh, you're being frightfully silly, darling. So it's true. You're in love with this egg. Yes, darling, of course I love this egg. I love all eggs. Boiled, fried, scrambled. Stop! I can't bear it. If only I'd known you were so... base. Well, I never would have married you. I refuse to be cuckolded. And by the spawn of a common hen. I could understand if it was only the egg of a quail. Darling, let me explain. Yes, I love this egg. In the same way you love your dog. You shouldn't listen to gossip. And besides, it meant nothing. <laughs> Darling, you lassie. She's not even a pure breed. A man has needs. And a man's wife should be pure. I'm leaving. Darling, no. Surely we can come to some arrangement. No. 
This marriage is a sham. And if I can't have you, no one can. Give me that egg. Darling, no! Oh, my darling Humpty. Are you all right? Darling, Eggy, speak to me, Humpty. Speak to me. Next level, the sketches unfold. Next level, we're breaking the mold. Next level, all our jellies on the floor, and you're asking for more. Right, well, thanks for coming over. I just wanted to quickly talk through the plan for the heist. Basically, you're going to hack into the security cameras so that Sheila here can crawl through the air vent, drop into the vault undetected, and come back out with the diamonds where the getaway car will be waiting. Wait, did you just say that Sheila was going to be stealing the diamonds? Yeah, why? What's the problem? Sheila's a hamster. That's right. You're joking, right? Of course not. I mean, look at her and tell me she's not up to the job. She's asleep. Yeah, well, it's not her fault she's nocturnal. It's hardly an issue. It is when we're supposed to be starting the heist at midday. So she has to stay up late. Big deal. I do it all the time. Well, how on earth is she going to climb up into the air then? Her cage has three stories. I think she'll be fine. Okay. Even if by some miracle she does manage it, how the hell is she going to get the diamonds out? In her cheeks, of course. You're expecting her to carry 500 diamonds in her cheeks? Yeah. You should see her do it with these little pieces of fruit I give her. It's so cute. This is ridiculous. I refuse to have anything to do with this charade. Oh, don't be like that. Honestly, I think you'll feel a lot better about the whole thing once you've met the great getaway driver I found. Bob, do you want to introduce yourself? Welcome back. You're listening to Royalty Free Radio, where we're humming the hits. Royalty Free Radio. Coming up this morning, Doug Weisbecker is reeling back the years with some 90s classics. <laughs> DJ Angie is bringing a bit of disco to your lunchtime. <laughs> But first, over to Mike King in the newsroom for the latest updates. <laughs> you don't need to hum the mic! Every time. Royalty Here at the Next Level Sketch podcast, we're delighted to say that we've discovered an interview with John Lennon from 1967 that has never been heard before. Let's have a listen. Mr. Lennon, I believe your new song is called All You Need Is Love. That's right, yeah. Perhaps you could explain some of the lyrics. It starts with, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. Now, I would have thought that was obvious. After all, if you could do something, then it can almost certainly be done. Uh, I don't know, it just sounded good to me, you know. Yes. It goes on, there's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Again, I don't feel you're telling us anything we don't already know. It's just words, that's all. Then we have this line. There's nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. Now, what game are we talking about here? Kaplunk? Boggle? And how easy are these games when you really think about it? I, for one, find Boggle particularly difficult. You're taking that line far too literally. 
I'm literally not. I'm just trying to figure out what this song of yours means. It means whatever you want it to mean. So you are talking about Kaplunk. I'm not talking about Kaplunk. And so we come to the chorus. All you need is love. Now there I must take issue with you. You have just specified that you can learn how to play the game. So as well as love, I presume you would also need a game of some sort, whether it be Boggle or Kaplunk or possibly both. Look, can you just forget about Boggle and Kaplunk? That would be rather difficult, Mr. Lennon, as thanks to your song they are now firmly ingrained in my mind. You're out of your mind, that's what you are. These are your words, Mr. Lennon, not mine. I'm just saying, all you need is love. Ow! Ah! Ooh! Love is all you need. Ow! Ah! No! And so, we say goodbye to John Lennon, and I say goodbye to several teeth. Ah! Ooh! Ow! Well, there we are. No wonder it's never been heard before. Alright, so here are the final plans for the town hall. This is great work, Kim. This will really put Jones Architects on the map. <laughs> Sorry, did you have a comment? Uh, Charles, is it? It's so skinny. I won't stand for it. This town deserves a beefier building. Well, I'm not sure what you mean by beefy, Charles. And this is really innovative architecture. We designed the concourse in collaboration with Renzo Piano, designer of the Shard. Renzo Piano? What does he know of buildings? That Shard of his would fall over in a stiff breeze. We need something with meat on its bones. Charles, the Shard has been standing for... I'm afraid you can't change my mind. Our beautiful burgers deserve a big, beefy building. Sorry, I've just noticed that you don't seem to be on the attendees list for this meeting, Charles. Can I ask who you're representing? No. (sighs) Jamie, let's just hear him out. Okay. Wait, why? I'm not sure, actually, but I've said it now. The eye is always drawn to a beefy building, just as one cannot help but gaze upon the magnificent figure of a beefy boy. A building should be no more than four floors high and at least twice as wide. The Colosseum, beefy. The White House, I call it the Wide House. Buckingham Palace, so beefy it could bench press a business district. Stay salty, you beefy buildings. Right. But even if that made any sense, Charles, these plans would still be final. So what are you hoping to accomplish? No, I'm fine. I think I've made my point. Now, may I ask, where is the nearest window? Uh, well, actually, this room doesn't have windows as such. It's an exciting new design in which... Goodbye. I don't understand how he did that. Episode 14 of the Next Level Sketch podcast featured sketches written by... Flex Toomey, James Walsh, Paul Creasy, Julia Middleton, Luke Behan, Rachel Cader, Roderick Miller, Dan Smith, Zoe Brown, Muren Kelly and John Dredge. It also features the voice acting talents of Vic Dry, Cody Whittaker, Ben Fortescue, Ewan Brown, 
Greg Davies, Jimmy Jameson, Sarit Wilson-Chen, Dan Willis, and Jess Karivik. The jingles and songs were written and performed by Jess Karivik and James Walsh, and the theme tune was written by James Walsh and performed by The Wombles and Rebecca Diaz. Thanks to everyone for listening. Please tell your friends, if you like the podcast, to listen to the podcast. And if you want to review us on things like Apple Podcasts, that would be really helpful. See you all next time. Bye-bye.